Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? We reject revolution unless it's the Jesus revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the show. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org is with me. Did you watch the Super Bowl, Lowell? Uh, yeah, parts of it, Sam. I did, certainly, and uh, found it really quite entertaining. You know, there's a, there's a, there's another Super Bowl that was going on uh, during the time that the Chiefs and the uh, 49ers were playing. Sam, do you know what Super Bowl that was? Um, I was watching The Chosen. It was better than the Super Bowl, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> well, it's uh, the, the, the bowl back in, D, in Washington, D.C., uh, 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 featuring it pits the, the Patriots against the Steelers back in Washington, <laughs> D.C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Washington, D.C. had the Patriots and the Steelers, and, man, the Patriots <laughs> lost big, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few victories here and there, but by and large, the the Steelers are winning that ball game. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Wow, folks. We want to talk about what happened last week with Tucker Carlson. There's a bunch of stories related to it, uh, and it all uh, kind of comes back to uh, this big discussion about Tucker and the interview that he did with Vladimir Putin and war and. You know, we've really highlighted this till the cows come home, but, man, we've got more on this topic than you can shake a stick at today. And it all really backs into this overarching discussion about unjust war, about illegal war that we're engaged in that Congress seems to relish and back and love. President after president, no matter which side of the aisle, seems to love warmongering. The military-industrial complex loves it, and we, the people, literally suffer under these abuses uh, that's really the context for the discussion today, Lowell. That's right, Sam. In fact, uh, these articles, uh, each one of them, the author takes a different perspective. And I thought these these numerous perspectives about the interview that Tucker did with uh, Vladimir Putin, I thought is really nice to have a balanced understanding or a balanced approach. Um, uh, each one of them brings out something different, and uh, several of them bring out information that, that the, uh, I had not known before. Sam, I, uh, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to these points in a while, but uh, uh, you keep listening, for, ladies and gentlemen. You'll you're probably find out some stuff that you didn't know before these, these, this interview happened. And so that's why I, you know, I realized that uh, you covered this in big time last week, and I, I, just, I just couldn't let the... The day passed without covering it just one more time and bringing out some of these really interesting facts and uh, perspectives about uh, the the interview and about the the war that's being uh, that's going on there between uh, Ukraine and Russia and um, and who Putin is and who he's not and anyway I, I just thought it was interesting enough to cover you know one more time Sam <clears throat> I would say not one more time we need to keep on this forever this is an eternal issue ladies and gentlemen 
we stand against unjust wars. We stand against unconstitutional war. We stand for the Prince of Peace, which means we need to not be a warmongering people. We need to look at ways to have peace. And one of the interesting things out of the Russian interview that I heard the most, you know, there's a lot of things that were discussed. But at the end of the day, what I heard the most was, hey, Russia's willing to back away from the war. The problem is the United States aren't willing to let them. Wasn't that kind of the key takeaway of that thing, Lowell? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Sam. Uh, he has made overtures for peace on numerous occasions. And on, on, in one case, the U.K. Uh, refused to allow that to happen. In, other, in several other cases, the United States refused to allow that to happen. And uh, as a result, we just end up killing t tens of thousands of more people. I mean, it's, it's, it's madness, Sam. I mean, obviously, those in politics, they're doing this on purpose. Um, but uh, it's maddening because we have leaders in power right now who refuse to allow peace to prevail in Ukraine. And that's just, it's sick, it's sad, and, and we need to know about it. We really need to know about it. That's one of the key reasons why I felt this was important to, to talk about again today. You know, I first turned to uh, Paul Craig Roberts, uh, who is a former Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Treasury and a former Associate Editor of the Wall Street Journal. Anyway, Paul Craig Roberts, he often appears on LouRockwell.com. What he wrote was this. He says, Tucker Carlson did a good thing by giving us a two-hour view of how Putin thinks. The neo and by the way, I could not agree with that more. Amen yeah. to that. Why can't we hear from these other side? Why don't we get the other side of the story and their perspective? Whether you agree with them or not isn't the point. Why not vet them and understand? When you have dialogue, there's a chance for solutions. When you have no dialogue, when you quit talking, is we're in the biggest trouble of all, Lowell. This is evidential, obvious to anybody who understands negotiating in any form. This idea that we'll never talk to Vladimir Putin, never hear his side of the story. He's just a bad guy, enemy, kill them all, let God sort them out. Warmongering ideas are psychotic. And Tucker single-handedly busted through all that and reshaped the discussion and the narrative. Good for him for doing it. And I think one of the reasons Putin allowed that, him to come do the interview was that he, uh, he realized that uh, Tucker's platform was not Fox. It was not one of the lamestream media platforms. In other words, it was not going to be censored. It was not going to be controlled, framed uh, in, 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 in any ways that were... De, you know, derogatory toward Russia, and I think that's why Putin. I don't think Putin would have done the interview with Tucker, uh, Sam, and if he had, he, if 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 uh, Tucker was still working for Fox News, uh, even even as liberal. It's a great as point, Fox, and I can see why. Yeah, uh, I mean, Fox News was one of the more right-leaning uh, news organizations, but but even Fox, I'm sure, would have uh, horse-collared, you know, a lot of the interview and only let part of it get out if, if uh, Tucker were still working for them. So I, you know, kudos to Tucker Carlson for making this thing happen and seeing it through. Apparently he had wanted to do so for, for a number of years. And uh, finally he's off on his own platform. He's able to do the interview and it's, he streamed it live. Uh, as, as many of you know, it was live streamed. And of course the, the uh, uh, recorded now you, there's something like uh uh, how many, as of, uh, I put this in my notes somewhere, but as of uh, 2.35 p.m. On, on Thursday, the day of the interview, there were well over, um, uh, there's millions and millions of views, and um, 
just amazing number of, of views and this this will be one of the uh, most popular interviews of this year probably one of the most important interviews ever held or conducted this year Sam so so again kudos to Tucker Carlson uh, for uh, for this interview um, and and what what Putin presented um, was was very different from what the lamestream media wants you to believe about Putin. Uh, uh, Paul Craig Roberts writes, what comes across from Carlson's interview with Putin is that Putin remains a captive after all the betrayals and deceptions he has suffered of his ideal of reaching an agreement with the West. Putin still hopes for sanity and goodwill to emerge in the West. His idealism blocks him from proactive actions which he regards as pr provocative, he is yet to accept that his tolerance of Western aggression encourages more aggression and thus continues to frustrate the emergence of the cooperative multipolar world that he envisions. I don't think we're going to get the mutual defense treaty between Russia, China, and Iran that would cause Washington's neoconservatives to, to accept reality and to give up their goal of American hegemony. End of quote. So, yeah, so... Paul Craig Roberts uh, is, is is spinning it out here exactly the way I see it too, Sam. Um, you know, uh, you know, the U.S. regime wants to continue this hegemonic uh, pressure on the entire world, right? But the the dollar, the 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 hegemonic dollar, the U.S. dollar is is going down. It's losing its its uh, strength. It's it, it the erosion of the U.S. dollar continues unabated. And uh, we'll see in the next few months or years the the final destruction of the dollar, and um, and that's when the U.S. will 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 lose its power, uh, and 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 we're 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 going to be in a world of hurt at that point, Sam, unless we unless we can repent and turn to God and and look to Him for divine help. But uh, it's not looking like we're going to. Uh, do that uh, as a nation, Sam. Unfortunately, <laughs> go ahead and skip the break. <clears throat> so yeah, I Paul... think that I think I think these articles of, about this Putin interview really dig into the details. I've highlighted what I think was the most important, which is, hey, Vladimir wants the war to stop too, and he's basically offered a way that can happen. We're just not willing to do it. Well, he literally Tucker Carlson has this interview with Vladimir Putin, and Vladimir says, "Look, all you got to do is quit funding Ukraine and backing them, and we'll stop the war." Uh, we're ready to put together a funding bill. The Senate just voted two-thirds for a funding bill that doesn't originate in the House. They're violating the Constitution. The deep state literally is saying, go to war. We don't care what Putin says. We now know the truth of the narrative here. Uh, and uh, you know what? The American leadership not looking too good, lol. <laughs> not at all. Um, because um, they continue, and I think it's because their uh, campaign coffers are are filled by the armament manufacturing companies right i mean anytime we talk about aid to ukraine it's really not aid that goes it's not money that's shipped overseas to the country of ukraine it's money most of most of the money goes into the armament manufacturers back pocket i mean we are basically transferring money to defense contractors to build planes and bombs and and uh, armaments which then are shipped to Ukraine that's what happens so we we enrich the defense contractors the military industrial complex 
those arms were then shipped to Ukraine and, and used to uh, fight against Russia. That's what's happening. Um, and so, um, and that, that becomes very, very clear. And the Russian stop- leader clearly saying, stop that and we'll stop. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so that's, that, that's, that is, I think, one of the biggest key takeaways of this whole, whole thing. Now, now, now we're, talking, article- we're talking about this article. Paul Craig Roberts, LewRockwell.com, the Putin interview. And he highlights one last point I want to make before we move on, Lowell. Yeah. Roberts said, quote, watching the interview will help to free you from the propaganda that keeps you in the matrix. My concern remains that Putin's uh, reasonableness will continue to be taken advantage of. By Washington. What an interesting statement that is, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was a key statement. Uh, You know, it'll free those who have watched this interview, heard this interview, will, will, will grow free of the propaganda that keeps us in the matrix. I mean, that's that's pretty powerful. Um, Paul Craig Roberts, he's acknowledging that we do live in a matrix and it's a matrix that's composed and it's formed, it's created by and maintained by the lamestream media, right? It's, it's by the propagandists in the government and in private sector who want you to hear and see only what they want you to hear and see. It's not the whole picture, folks. The matrix is blinding us from seeing the whole picture. And so that's one of the great things about this interview is that we're getting uh, some additional perspective from from Putin's vantage point. It's information that will, will really help us to, to understand what's really going on in world affairs. Now, the next uh, column that, that, I, that I bring up is one written by John Leake. I don't know John, but... Uh, it's a good article, good column, posted at lewrockwell.com. Uh, he calls the Putin interview, quote, a victory for free speech and a fascinating conversation. <laughs> and, and he's right in that. Um, and he wrote something that I saw in numerous posts, almost every single column that I read. I probably read a dozen of them, Sam. Uh, they make this point that uh, Putin is 100 times more intellectually capable than President Joe Biden. <laughs> And that's got to be hitting the, the, the current administration pretty hard, especially when, when uh, that's coupled with the report from the administration itself that Biden does not seem to have the essential cognitive abilities. Um, you know, just uh, last week, even at NBC News, uh, there's an article about that um, where, where Biden uh, twice reserved to con- conversations he's had as president with foreign leaders who have long since died. He also mixed up the president of Egypt with the president of Mexico. And, of course, his administration lackeys are saying, well, you know, anybody can make that mistake, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it sure seems to me that Biden just doesn't have the cognitive abilities that, that he once had. And I think that's sad. I, I think it's uh, it's an unfortunate reality that comes with age. But it but, is a national uh, security crisis at this point, too. So as much as we feel bad yeah. for him, I'm fine with him going back to his family and getting the health care that he needs and all that kind of stuff. I'm not fine with him continuing to, to lead the country uh, because yeah. I think it's a national security crisis with somebody like that at the helm. 
Um, Vladimir Putin also came across very uh, well-spoken and appropriate and kind. You know, we've been we've been hearing this idea that this guy's just a hate-filled war criminal, just on the bender to kill all the Ukrainians and just a dictator thug. And you know, we've heard that for the last couple of years. And now you hear from Vladimir himself through the interpreter. He doesn't come across all angry and crazy and and war-driven and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not here to defend the former KGB leader. I am here to tell you, though, this. He did not come across as a frothing-at-the-mouth dictator. Joe comes across more that way than Vladimir does by far, Lowell. That's exactly right. Now, Leek believes that with the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, there is plenty of evidence that Russia wished to cease living in a state of enmity with the United States. He, he writes this, it seems clear it was the U.S. military industrial complex and not Russia that wished to maintain this state of enmity. For without it, there would be little justification for the F-35 program, <laughs> which has cost about $500 billion, billion is in boy, billion dollars, meaning it has enriched the armaments manufacturers with billions of dollars. And so, you know, John Lee, he, he hits on that, on that key point that I made at the outset, Sam, is that, is that all of this in all of this, um, this money, this aid to Ukraine, it really is enriching the those in the military industrial complex who build the armaments, that build the planes, that build the bombs and so forth. Um, and uh, and so that, that that that's a point that John Lee really hits home, drives drives hard in his article here. Now he continues. He he also says suggests that the NATO expansion in 1997 under Bill Clinton likely resulted in the instability and the insecurity that it was purportedly uh, supposed to prevent. Now Sam, this is what governments do. They, they upset the apple cart so that they, they gives themselves a reason to step in and fix the problem. They're the ones who create the problem so that they can step in and fix the problems. And, and that, that comes through loud and clear in John Leake's article. He says, from the beginning of the Russian crisis that developed in the autumn of 2021, I have suspected that administration and the terrible people who advise it did everything in their power to bait the Russian bear into invading Ukraine. Wow. I mean, that's pretty unusual for, for, um, for a columnist to say it in such plain language like that. Yeah, but, but that's what I see too, Sam. To bait the Russian bear into invading Ukraine. He claims that the administration did nothing to defuse the crisis. And so here are some key statements from the interview, Sam. Uh, straight from the interview, on the negotiation process and its failure, talks were almost finalized, but after we withdrew for, uh, our troops from Kiev, the other side threw away all these arc agreements. That's uh, what Putin said. And on the possibility of global conflict... Now let me pause Putin, there. See, I think yeah. we need to make Joe answer for that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, Joe probably doesn't have the cognitive ability to answer it, but there's his handlers, right? He's got the Pentagon, he's got the National Security Advisors. They're the ones who are, who are warmongering here. Somebody needs well, to and Vladimir even highlighted account that, for it. Vladimir highlighted that Joe's not even running the country. Well, if that's true, then we need to run that to ground. That's criminal activity to suggest somebody else is running uh, the country. Now you can say, well, uh, no, Vladimir's out in the weeds. Why don't we run it to ground and find out? Because I think Vladimir's right. 
And he said this, Sam, Putin said, we simply don't have any interest in Poland, Latvia, or anywhere else. It's just threat mongering, right? And so, and then finally about the troops right there in, in U.S. troop involvement, he said, don't you have anything better to do? I mean, you and I could have said this, Sam. He says, don't you have anything better to do? You have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt, more than $33 trillion. Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia, make an agreement, already understanding the situation that is full, developing today, realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end, and realizing this, actually return to common sense. Start respecting our country and its interests, and look for solutions. It seems to me that this is much smarter and more rational. I do not understand why American soldiers should fight in Ukraine. There are mercenaries from the United States. The bigger number of mercenaries come from Poland, then mercenaries from the United States, and then mercenaries from Georgia. Well, if somebody has a desire to send regular troops, that would certainly bring humanity to the brink of a very serious global conflict. This is obvious. <laughs> End of quote. Well, boy, Sam, he's, he's telling it just like it is. If we would stop uh, sending war uh, armaments to Ukraine, he would stop. He would stop the war. He would. He, he's not out to 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 regain all of these other countries. He's not out to take over the, you know, Europe like like Hitler was is said to have done. Well, and in his uh, history lesson, he highlighted that you know what, really Ukraine is part of Russia, and and it's it's a debate about lands, and it's a debate about who's toppled who, and it's a debate about you know it's a real history lesson about how the American people uh, have let their leaders. You know, meddle in the affairs of foreign nations so many times now. Um, that's why Vladimir felt like I got to give you guys a half-hour history lesson so you can see our side of the discussion first. Look, this is nothing that concerns the United States. Now we can debate if, if you know, it should be a separate country or what. The Ukraine should be a separate country. But I would have, and I and I appreciate Tucker's interview, but I think Tucker got snowed over a little bit in this interview. <laughs> yeah, and let me explain yeah. what I let me explain what I mean by that. You know, Tucker um, in the beginning started out and and um you know the, the russian leader is pretty wise pretty savvy and he basically trapped tucker and said hey is this a talk show or a conversation mm -hmm. and tucker basically said oh it's a conversation which really let vladimir just have his way with him and say whatever he wanted to say and ignore all protocol and everything else what tucker should have said is it's both sir number one it's a conversation for sure because we want to hear what you have to say but it is a talk show and you've got to keep your comments kind of concise and short and to the point because you're trying to take a whole nation 300 plus million people and educate them on your side of the story vladimir so i'm willing to let you do that but understand that we've got to encapsulate these things we can't do half hour hour history lessons the people won't follow they'll simply close their eyes and go to sleep or leave because they don't know and they don't care and i know that's a sad statement about our people but it's the truth and so uh, anyway, he lost control of that interview with that exchange, in my opinion. And I would have asked a whole lot harder questions than Tucker asked as well. Tucker, I think the Russian leader would have been willing to talk about a lot of these things, but Tucker never asked him. For example, hey, what labs did the United States have in the Ukraine that they wanted to protect that were on your border threatening you guys? Tell me all about those labs, because the American people need to know the truth on these labs. Many of them are related to gain-of-function research and everything else. Uh, you know, Drill us on the labs from your perspective, Vladimir. He never got into those gritty details that he needed to to really set the stage for the truth. Lol. He got a lot of good recursory stuff out there, and I appreciate it. 
and it's better than nothing by far, but I think he could have dug a lot deeper. Well, I, I would have wished that Sam Bushman was over there uh, interviewing Vladimir Putin uh, personally. I think that would have been awesome uh, for, you know, had Tucker asked harder questions. I totally agree with you on that point, Sam. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. The other thing I would like to, uh, he did highlight that Donald's way better and he could work with Donald. That's a good news piece. Uh, all that does, though, is trigger them and say Donald's in bed with the Russians. Hey, that story's really true is what it kind of, so we got problems with all that. We'll come back. We've got a whole lot more to talk about about this. This is one of the most quintessential stories of 2023 I can, or 2024, I can promise you that. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Ryan Daniels. The Kansas City Chiefs are the NFL's Super Bowl champions for a rare second straight season, marking three Super Bowl victories for the Chiefs in the past half decade alone. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a vaunted Chiefs defense rallied for a victory in overtime against the San Francisco 49ers. The final score was 25-22. to With the victory, Mahomes also captured his third Super Bowl MVP award. Since Patrick Mahomes took the field as the Chiefs' starting quarterback six seasons ago, the team has either made it to the Super Bowl, won it, or gotten one game within it every year. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking to U.S. news reporters as his country continues its war on Hamas. The Israeli Prime Minister said the elimination of Hamas is what's best for the Palestinian people. But even then, he's not sure he trusts an independent Palestinian state either. Should the Palestinians have an army? Should they have, uh, uh, can they sign a military pact with Iran? Can they import uh, rockets from North Korea and other deadly weapons? Speaking on ABC's This Week. Drug abuse in teenagers may be due to stress and anxiety, according to a new report. A CDC report highlights elevated levels of anxiety, depression, and hopelessness among American teens. Nearly three out of four surveyed teens admitted to using drugs in order to achieve a sense of calmness, relaxation, or mellowness. USA's John Schaefer. We're hearing the first public comments from Britain's King Charles since his cancer diagnosis. In a statement released by the British royal family, King Charles says he would like like to express his heartfelt thanks for the many messages of support and good wishes he has received in recent days. Doctors discovering the cancer while he was having a prostate procedure last month. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain of the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Liberty Roundtable Live. My name is Lowell Nelson. I count it a blessing to be a friend of Sam Bushman. He is the host of this show, Liberty Roundtable Live. And uh, we are talking this morning about the Putin interview Tucker Carlson did with the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, last week. This story is probably, this interview may be one of the most important interviews of the year. And, uh, and, and so we're hitting the high points and the, the points that uh, rarely appear in lamestream media here in, in the U.S. of A., uh, because we want everybody to know what's really going on in, in the world today. And probably the, the biggest takeaway from this interview is the fact that Russia is very willing to, 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 to accept a peace deal with the West. But and 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 the the U.S., the West, the NATO, uh, the U.K., uh, these Western countries have refused to settle for peace. They continue to 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 push for war, continue to send armaments to Ukraine, uh, so that to keep this war going. When uh, the president of Russia is very willing to stop fighting, if we would stop sending arms to Ukraine. Now, this uh, this article by Joseph Sansoni, also posted at LouRockwell. Dot com um, brings several things out that the current U.S. administration, they want to hide from us. They don't want us to know what's in this interview. What, what, they don't want us to know what Putin said. 
Um, Sansoni writes this. He says, maybe a worse threat is the fact that Putin is signaling that a negotiated peace in Ukraine is acceptable and that the West is rigidly opposing this. <laughs> right. That's uh, that's, again, the main point here that, that we're making. So, you know, the, a logical response from the United States would have been to de-escalate the situation. I mean, as early as a month into the um, the, um, uh, the 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 offensive, uh, just a month into the offensive, Putin was willing to 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 knock it off, to back out, and and uh, the U.S. wouldn't let him. The U.K. stepped in and wouldn't let Z uh, Zelensky back out, but uh, to keep fighting, they they basically coerced him into keep fighting. Well. Uh, and and the, so the U.S. and the NATO went into full-blown propaganda mode, uh, and the campaign was very effective, by the way, folks. As as you can, if you remember, uh, what happened there on on social media. Remember when everybody was virtue signaling about the COVID-19 bioweapon injection, and uh, everybody was was saying, "I got the shot, man. I did what my civic duty. I'm protecting my fellow Americans by getting the clot shot." And, and that was all over social media. Well, then all of a sudden, that just evaporated. And instead, everybody uh, came out with these memes saying, I stand with Ukraine. And they would post flags, the Ukrainian flag, alongside uh, their, you know, with every post they made on social media. And so this campaign, this propaganda that was spewed by, by the, uh, the lamestream media was very effective. <clears throat> because everybody changed from talking about the clot shot to talking about standing with Ukraine. And so then Sansoni asks this question. He says, what was the purpose of engaging in such a stupid foreign policy adventure? And so he answers his question this way. He says, the, the Russia-Ukraine war appears designed to break America. <clears throat> wow. And then he makes a very key observation. He says, very rarely do the people that pull the strings behind the scenes have a single objective. They usually have a dozen or so goals behind an action so that there is always movement toward the goals. And so then he mentions several other objectives. Not only was it to break America, how about depopulating Ukraine? He says that's a viable secondary objective. He says the obvious goal of cashing in on the killing is definitely a subsidiary, if not one, of the primary objectives. And so he lists these objectives out. To make money for the armament manufacturing companies, right? To depopulate Ukraine, that's one of the objectives. To break America, that's probably the primary objective. And so, you know, he says, when we consider the fact that the U.S. military, since at least the post-Cold War period, has, quote, been a mercenary force for globalists to further the goal of world government while simultaneously depleting America of its resources, this is necessary for the creation of a worldwide government. An American-dominated world interferes with the globalist designs. He says the gradual displacement of the dollar, global realignments, all run contrary to American interests. <clears throat> and then he says, he ends with this, he says, in the interview, Putin points out that Russia's economy has been boosted and the U.S. dollar has been hurt. The conflict is facilitating the creation of a multipolar world. Yeah, end of quote there. So 
the the great thing, uh, just in summary, then that Sansoni brings out in his column, <clears throat> is the fact that there are a number of objectives that are being achieved by this continuation of this war in between Russia and Ukraine. It's to weaken the United States dollar. That's being achieved. It's to weaken the United States so that we're not the world power because 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 the the globalists do not want a strong America. They cannot achieve their dream of world government if if uh, if the United States is powerful. They want a multipolar world. They want the U.S. to be a player. They want China to be a player. Russia to be a player. Uh, India to be a player, right? I mean, they want multipolar, meaning everybody uh, is, is equal, right? And, and nobody, no single country dominates. That's what the globalists want. And these run contrary to American interests. And so every single time that the U.S. regime sends more arm, arms to Ukraine uh, through armament manufacturers, we, they are weakening America. They're, they're helping the globalists achieve their vision of a one world government where the United States would no longer be sovereign, but we would be subservient to some one world government. And, uh, and, and that's how they're getting their way, Sam. This truly is something that the John Burr Society has been warning against for decades and we are letting it happen right before our very eyes. Sam? I don't even know how to respond to this, Lowell. It's, all, it's just so egregious, so abusive, uh, so dishonest by the United States. It's just, it's, it's hard to really even respond to this, right? I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah. Tucker, in my opinion, the last American journalist is kind of the highlight here. I don't agree with that. I think there's a lot of us that would do this. I could never get an interview with Vladimir Putin. Um, but I would say this, look, the United States, U.S. military, at least since the post-Cold War, has literally had a mercenary force around the world for globalists designed to create division, designed to deplete America of its resources. This is a United States takedown uh, in the making. And Vladimir pretty much highlights this reality check, too. Yeah, he certainly does, Sam. Um, and uh, the Rachel Marsden column gets into some of the details, some of the weeds here that I think are going to be very illuminating for those of us who are new to this, uh, uh, to this uh, discussion. Um, she lists several things that Western audience would likely be hearing for the very first time in this interview, Sam. The notion of Russia being a nuclear threat to the West is fear-mongering to extract more cash from U.S. taxpayers for war. That's very interesting. Uh, the next bullet point, Russia has always been open to negotiations with Ukraine, but President Zelensky has a decree prohibiting them. And we learn later that Zelensky was being pressured uh, by the U.S. and by NATO to continue the war. Uh, third bullet point, former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, serving as Washington's lapdog, intervened to stop a peace deal between Russia and Ukraine a year and a half ago. This, this war could have been over a year and a half ago, but British uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson 
at Washington, D.C.'s request, intervened to stop the peace deal. That's sickening. And a fourth bullet point, the troubles in Ukraine started in 2013 when the Ukrainian president at the time refused an association agreement with the EU because it would effectively cause the trade border with its main partner, Russia, to close for Moscow's fear of being flooded with the EU products coming into Ukraine. So trouble started years and years ago, Sam. Uh, another bullet point, Germany could choose to open the one remaining pipeline of the Nord Stream 2 right now if it wanted to. And they could ease the pressure on its economy and the people suffering from a deficit of cheap Russian gas. But Berlin... Go ahead the break. Continue, Lull. But Berlin chooses not to do that. Uh, to me, Sam, this was a huge revelation. I had no idea that, you know, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, it got exploded. It got blown, you know, explosives were set and it got blown up. But apparently one of the lines, one of the two lines, is still operational. And all they need to do is open it up and they could ease the pressure on Germany. Why isn't Germany doing that? Because Germany is getting pressure from the United States not to do that. It's just, I just can't believe how, 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 um, how much bad the, the United States is doing in the world today. It's just, it's, 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 it's embarrassing to be. Uh, yeah, we've uh, literally become the warmongers. We've literally uh -huh. become the reason the war can't stop. It's, it's crazy, Sam. Uh, another bullet point, Russia has no territorial ambitions, just wants the weapons to stop flowing into Ukraine and into the hands of the neo-Nazis who remain unconstrained by Ukrainian legislation. And final bullet point here from Rachel Marsden's article posted at ronpaulinstitute.org on Saturday, just two days ago. The only reason Russia would ever invade Poland or any other part of Europe is if Russia was attacked. <laughs> so there's some Which bullet makes points. Which sense, from, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, All right. that's what we're Now, I want to highlight Rachel Marsden's uh, headline again. I know you mentioned yeah. it, but I want to... Uh, sometimes when you say things, I want to reiterate them, and so I say them again. It's not that I didn't hear you. It's just that I want to make sure the point is driven home. So read yeah, the headline to Rachel's column because it really lays it out nicely, in my opinion. The real propagandists are those who dismiss... Tucker Carlson's Putin interview. Couldn't agree more, Lowell. <laughs> it's so, so clear. Uh, she concludes her column with these words, Sam. The biggest achievement of Carlson's Putin interview is arguably that it added some much-needed gray matter to the Western depiction of a black-and-white global landscape. The problem for the Western establishment is that gray areas are notoriously difficult to control and hard to manipulate for the purpose of driving an agenda. End of quote. Boy, isn't that uh, so true? Because, you know, the, the lamestream media wants to paint things in black and white. They, they want us to, they, they paint it in such black and white terms that you'd be a fool if you didn't go along with them. That's how they portray it. But in reality, Sam, as is as in life, as with everything else in life, there's a whole bunch more gray than there is black and white. It's simply not black and white. It's gray. And, and, and when we realize it's a lot of gray area in here, then we realize that Putin does have a point. 
he has a number of really great points that he makes and um oh and this is this is where i wrote in my notes sam the the fact that as of 245 uh greenwich mean time on february 8th the interview had garnered 35 million views on tucker carlson's twitter account that's and a few then 364,000 views on youtube <laughs> in fact i was surprised that youtube hasn't taken the interview down That's, well uh, youtube's probably shadow banning it so it didn't get near the views and they're comfortable not taking it down they'll get too attacked so they just shadow ban it and manipulate the results and hope people yeah. don't really realize is the problem but david pine not one whit behind rachel <laughs> not one whit now david is a friend of mine and he's also a former u.s army combat uh, arms and headquarters staff officer. Okay, so this is a guy who worked for the U.S. Army for years and years uh, as, as a staff officer at headquarters. He was in charge of armaments cooperation with the former Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, and the Middle East, Africa, and Americas from 2000 to 2003. So he worked for four years as as armaments cooperation officer for basically everything happening on the other side of the globe. Um, David vehemently disagrees with Putin's characterization of Ukraine as an artificial creation. Now, so he basically he's taking a shot at. See, Putin in the first half hour basically said that that uh, Ukrainian is not an independent sovereign country, and of course that's where David disagrees. David is a lifelong supporter of Ukrainian independence, dating from before the fall of the Soviet Union. David describes Putin as a brutal dictator who, much like President Joe Biden, has worked to imprison his presidential challengers and to block them from running against him. But David said that he has been. And by the way, let me just say for the record, I think David's right on that. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, Biden is trying to imprison Trump, basically keep him off the ballot. And just like Putin, the dictator that he is, tries to keep his uh, challengers from from uh, you know uh, winning an election against him. So very similar, these two dictators, uh, Biden and Putin, very similar. Uh, David said he, uh, but, but even f despite all of this, David admits he says I'm I've been impressed by all the times during his 24 year reign that Putin said he has fought for peace with the U.S. and NATO, only to be rebuffed as well as by his much-repeated pleas for Ukraine and the West to negotiate peace with Russia to bring a final end to the war. So even David, who, who, who agrees that Putin's a dictator, has been impressed by all the times that Putin has tried to, to uh, reach a peace agreement with the U.S. and with NATO, but every time he tries, he gets rebuffed. Right. And we're not Very defending Vladimir Putin as the good guy. He's an old KGB guy, so he's not the good guy in this, but he is telling the truth, and we got to accept truth wherever it's found is the quintessential point here. Um, this is really, really, really telling, and this is something Ron Paul has highlighted for quite some time, but now it comes out in the interview too, Lowell. <laughs> I'll say it does. Um, he estimate, David estimates that approximately 70%, so, so roughly two-thirds, right, of what Putin said was true, particularly what he said about the collapse of the Soviet Union and his repeated attempts to resolve the Ukraine and NATO crisis peacefully, 
Whereas about 70% or about two-thirds of what Biden and Zelensky have said about the war has proven to be either misleading or false. Just think, just, just think about that. You know, so what Sam and I are saying, folks, is that you know, most of what Putin says is grounded in truth. And most of what Biden and Zelensky and the lamestream media is saying is not that's that that's basically you know in very general terms what we're saying here and in fact the day after tucker's interview was published even the the several lamestream media outlets like the new york times admit that putin wants peace and an end to the war in ukraine i thought that was pretty significant sam that the new york times admitted finally admitted well, that they admitted putin but what are they peace. doing to affect that reality like we are we're trying to say hey listen we got to work on this and here's the solutions and what are they doing they admit it but they don't advocate for any solutions lol shame on them yeah really and so then david uh lists a number of western provocations about which putin's response has been restrained right so putin's response to these provocations just think okay say that you are the president of russia sam and and then these these the western provokes you by doing the following the destruction of the nord stream pipelines okay the u.s and, blew them and, up and joe biden promised a reporter he would do it and now he was yep. not admitting that he did it that's another yeah. problem a war crime act by joe where's the prosecution congress exactly so what would you do in response if if you spent um, you know, billions of dollars on the construction of a pipeline that fed um, uh, petroleum products from Russia to Germany, right? And that gets blown up by the United States. I mean, what would be your response? <laughs> okay, how about the British-aided destruction of the Kirsch Bridge? Remember that, that, that bridge uh, down in the southern part of uh, Ukraine? Um, the Kirsch Bridge. The Brits helped to destroy that bridge. Uh, how about the U.S. aided assassinations of seven Russian generals? Okay, so the U.S. assassinates seven of your generals. What do you do? How about the sinking of Russia's Black Sea flagship? How about helping Ukraine kill up to 80,000 of your own troops? And then how about the Ukrainian attacks on Russian nuclear bomber and naval bases? Okay, so you've got those those seven very significant provocations, and so you're Putin. What do you do? How do you respond? Right, I, Sam. I am amazed that Putin's response has been restrained. When you think about it, you know, considering those provocations, uh, Putin's response really has been quite restrained. Sam. And then we find out the collapse of the Soviet Union, literally effectively initiated by Russia. Joel Skousen has highlighted this reality. And, and look, this was done on purpose. We haven't lost communism. It's just literally uh, feigned weak, feigned negotiation uh, while literally building their, their own war machine. So I don't think that, that Russia is the peace guy here, although I think we could have peace if we tried. Um, I think that the collapse of the Soviet Union was planned in advance, and that's propaganda as well. Yes, it's collapsed in the traditional sense, uh, but the power is retained. Let's not forget that, lol. Mike Lee even kind of highlights this reality. <laughs> he sure does, because we, um, yeah, we probably need to skip down to, to, to Mike Lee. 
uh, article, uh, he spent four hours on the floor of Congress, okay, the floor of the Senate, in a filibuster denouncing the proposed funding bill for Ukraine. So, like, he, he's got the, the message, Sam. Mike Lee, Rand Paul, and several others in the U.S. Senate, they understand that these funding bills for Ukraine only enriches the military-industrial complex, and it continues the war, which results in the death of thousands more uh, Ukrainians and Russian brothers and sisters. So um, I'm proud of him for this. You know, he's trying to stop, he's trying to shut down this spigot of spending in Congress. Um, and, and so the, the, the spending spigot in Washington, D.C., uh, I, I, I haven't listened to the four-hour filibuster, Sam. I, don't, I just didn't have that kind of time. But I saw the news article about it, and I am glad that someone in the U.S. Senate is trying to shut down the spending spigot in Washington, D.C. Uh, the military-industrial complex of the Biden administration, Lee argued, are asking for another round of Ukraine funding despite already providing Kiev with more than $100 billion dollars which it doesn't go to Kiev, by the way, folks. It goes to the military-industrial complex, most of it, uh, which uh, just continues the war in the Ukraine. So, just Strange bedfellows is our final story for the hour, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like Donald Trump attacked Nikki Haley's husband, saying, where's your husband and all this kind of stuff. Now Joe Biden defending Nikki Haley, lol. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting that uh, Biden would defend a Republican uh, presidential candidate. <laughs> Very interesting indeed, Sam. <laughs> Maybe Joe will pick Nikki as a VP pick. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually, uh, if he if he did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because then, then you would actually know, then that would uh, reveal what kind of uh, uh, ideology Nikki Haley actually uh, um, embraces. Roger that. <laughs> anyway, great work, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. You guys need to be a member of Campaign for Liberty. They're doing a phenomenal job all over the country, uh, educating, uh, literally pointing out solutions left and right. That's what the incredible Ron Paul organization um, really is involved in. CampaignForLiberty.org doing a phenomenal job. L uh, Lowell, thank you so much. God bless you and all your work, my friend. You're welcome, Sam. You too, my friend. Two hours in the can, hard-hitting talk always on your radio. I am Sam Bushman, and I'm telling you right now, you got the shrinkflation going on, says Joe. He's actually told the truth for once. All right. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, CampaignForLiberty.org. God save the Republic of the United States of America.